All right, welcome to the second episode of Dauber's Draftcast. We decided this week to jump into the controversy. Well, the latest hockey Twitter controversy, and that was Calder selections. We're also going to just quickly highlight recent trades in the NHL. Um, as always, I guess I am your host, Pat Quinn, Associate Editor at Dauber, Dauber Prospects, Kyle Watson, Senior Editor, Co-Host, and keeps posting fantastic interview clips, so I should follow him and keep up on that. Um, just quickly, what uh, recent ones have you had? Yeah, I posted uh, an interview I did with the actual whole McConnell Barker, M- McConnell Barker family. So Bryce McConnell Barker is an OHL draft eligible for this year. And I got to talk to him and his two brothers who play hockey and uh, they trained together in the off season. And then um, the most recent uh, one I posted was with Scott Wheeler from The Athletic and he did an early look at the 2023 NHL draft. So I had him on to talk about that and uh, they were both fantastic and I had a lot of fun. So make sure to check him out. All right, and also we have Dauber Prospects, Head of Scouting, Director of European Scouting, and more often than not, uh, our co-host, uh, E2 Siltonen. He's back, and he's tweeted a bit more, so that's good. Um, he's also working on finalizing rankings, so he's been quite busy lately. And then I have to remind this, because I forgot to do this last time, like and subscribe to our YouTube. You can also listen on Anchor and Spotify and I figured it out and now we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts as well that took me a few extra days and I went back and forth with Kyle a few times because he's a lot smarter Um, (laughs) and then uh, just quickly for anyone watching on YouTube if you can figure out where my background's from and I want specifics you can tweet me at FHP Quinn and if you're the first one to get it right you can have um, a free the newest Dauber prospects prospect guide i can send it to you free see so there's benefits of watching wow I think, yeah am i allowed to guess no because you already know <laughs> uh, actually you know but you don't know but anyway so before we get to our calder discussion um just quickly highlight some recent trade and obviously we'll start with the biggest one which was frank frank vetrano for a 2022 fourth from florida to the rangers I am, of yeah. course, just kidding. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess he's actually... For, for, me, it's the, for me, it's the biggest one. <laughs> <laughs> right? That one, I think, blew everything out of the water. Yeah. I'm like, there, um, oh, hey, what's it going to do for the Rangers? Is it going to be able to put him in the top six? And you know what else it's going to do for the Rangers? Put Kako on line three, because they seem to like putting Kako or Frenier, um in the bottom of their lineup a lot. I think Lafreniere's kind of forced their hand now since he's actually working with Zibanejad and Kreider. Yeah, but, um, that's good to see. Yeah. But Go yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know why they keep adding on uh, you know wingers when they when they have those two and they can't really seem to decide if they're making a cup run or rebuilding. And I think it's they're going to be in that kind of limbo for a while. I, I don't really see. I mean, that being said, I, if there's any goalie that could that could carry a team right now, it's Igor Shesterkin. But uh, I think the Rangers need to kind of pick a lane. Although for a fourth round pick, this is fantastic value for Vitrano. I think he's what two, three seasons off a of 35, 40 point season. Like I think he scores a ton. Yeah. He's never really using. He's got the big goals. And they could yeah, be lining up right against your penguins, Kyle. Yeah. I've been saying all year <laughs> that is the last team I want to face in the first round of the playoffs. Not that I really want to face any of the teams from our division, but uh, Igor Shisterkin. And given the fact that we haven't got past the first round in a while, I, I, I just not excited to play them. 
especially now with yeah. Frank Vitrano. I, I'm a, I'm a Rangers fan, so I want to pay Pittsburgh. I think it would be better than maybe the Maple Leafs at least. But like, uh, I think that's a great trade. Like, I don't know what Bill Zito is thinking for Crowder for Vitrano, because you you have to think. I I love draft because obviously I, I love scouting. I love scouting draft eligible, so I love draft. But fourth round, it, there's no the percentage of getting an NHL player from the fourth round is not very high, to be honest. Yeah, I and think it's like one player three at the most. No, I can I can check it. I, I have it right here. No. It's, yeah, it's I, really I can it, check it. It's like this scale that goes like phew, like immediately exponential. Yeah. yeah. No, no, actually this is I can't remember where I got this information, but this was on Twitter. Uh, round four, NHL, NHL percent is 17, but star is 1.2. Oh, 17%, 17 of NHL are in round 17, four? Yeah, but seven, 17% uh, for Frank Vastrano, that, that I think that's a good deal for the Rangers. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Florida never used them anyway, so. I, there's got to be something. Uh, it might have been declared cap space, I guess. I don't know how much yeah. cap. Actually, it was declared cap space because it was for. Think, oh, go ahead. Before I, I transition. Chiro, I think they're bringing Chiro. And that's yeah. what they traded him. I think so. It's, I think it's going to happen right after. Now Now he, he's going to play his uh, 1,000 NHL games today right and yep. after that he's gonna get traded yeah it's crazy and florida's but all I'm, in on him and so yeah, are colorado I gonna, yeah I, I i i heard that he would like to go to florida but i don't know might might have been just a rumor so let's see and he doesn't yeah, want to leave I, the I, first round by going to toronto <laughs> but yeah obviously <laughs> who wants to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but okay. So obviously they cleared cap space to uh, massively overpay for Ben Chirot. Um, a 2023 first, a 2022 fourth, and Ty Smolanik. Um, again, massive overpayment because I look at it and I go, where does Chirot play? Um, they have five defensemen better than him. So I guess he's on the third pairing with Montour. Play a ton shorthanded. If Gudis gets hurt, you can kind of move up, but he's not really a better Buck mover than Gudis is. I think Gudis is slightly underrated there. Um, yeah, they also just signed Terry Lindbaum too. So I don't know. Florida apparently wants uh, 15 defensemen for their playoff run. Um, yeah. But before I get in that, the first that Montreal really wanted was from 2023. Like, are they perhaps underrating the 2022 draft D2? Or what would you say there? Uh, I don't know. I I've heard that a lot of NHL teams want want the uh, twenty three picks over the twenty two picks, but uh, like, yeah, yeah, maybe they think think that way. But it's it's gonna be a late round pick anyway because it's it's Panthers' own pick, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be a late first, probably. I don't know if that matters. Maybe, maybe a little bit. It's going to be a strong class for the 23, but 
it, it was supposed to be strong class for 22 as well. And it's not bad, but it's not, not as good as people were thinking a year ago. Yeah, I think uh, this is a bit of a masterclass from Ken Hughes, honestly. I think this is a massive deal for Montreal. Um, it's signaling the way they're going, which is to rebuild. And I think there's going to be a lot more trades to come from them. And um, yeah, I, I think it's smart that they went in the 2023 draft. I mean, we know Florida's going to finish very, very high this year. I think they'll finish similarly high next year. But, you know, I think it's more likely that they regress probably um, with the amount of guys that are just kind of overperforming right now. So, and 2023 is incredibly deep class. <clears throat> I think that there's some very good players in this class, but I think 2023 is on, a, on, a, on a, another level. You know, just like uh, when, in that interview with Wheeler, he was saying we could have 15, 20 guys that are first-line players, like star-level players. Like, we don't know. Um, there's a, a lot of potential in this draft, and if, if these kids all, you know, reach that potential it could be we could look back at it like 2015 or 2003 as one of these legendary classes so I think it's a great move for Montreal um, it, it kind of reminds me of what Pittsburgh did when they were loading up for those two cup wins we did like we got uh, Mark Streit like we were trading uh, Ron Hainsley <laughs> like we were just trading for these guys like gritty proven playoff guys right I, although Ron Hainsley hadn't played a playoff game at that time but but, but we didn't pay a first in a solid prospect. Like, I can't believe they actually pulled pull that off. And if this is any indication um, of how this trade window is going to go for Kent Hughes, then Montreal fans are surely excited after the torrid year they've been through. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the Sherratt love myself, but Montreal is going to have um, quite a bit of difficulty, I think, trying to move a majority of those contracts that Bergevin uh, brought in. So I'll the luck to them, I guess. But not to forget uh, Tyler Smolanek here. I, I'm probably saying the name wrong. So if he wants to tweet me, he could. Um, I feel in 2020, he kind of fell to the third round as I think a lot of people had him as a second round pick. I think I even saw him really late in the first round on some people. Um, this year he's kind of regressed a bit for Quinnipiac in the NCAA. Not, not the, uh, as much as you think, but I don't know. I think the team just hasn't been a lot better this year either he has loads of skill though but projected to make actually there's a bit of a project to make the nhl there we go but yeah i just wanted to highlight quickly something from elliot friedman's 32 thoughts here um what is it this was florida cleared cap room by moving frank for channel to the rangers acquired ben charat blah 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 blah, blah. Teams eyeing defensemen groaned at the return, knowing it will drive up the ass for the likes of Hampus Lindholm and Mark Giordano. But I look at it and I go, wouldn't you rather have Mark Giordano or Hampus Lindholm? Giro's going to cost less, has more uh, experience. And Lindholm, to me, is just a better player that no one really remembers anymore, even though he's still like 26, 27. He's just the forgotten child out in the East Coast. Yeah, West I guess Coast. it's... I guess it's worth noting that like Sherrod only has one year left on his deal, right? So like you could be paying all that price and he doesn't even re-sign if he doesn't want to, you know, stay in Florida. So uh, I think you're right. I, I definitely both had those, rather have those other guys, even though Mark Giannino is getting up there in age. He's been solid this year. Definitely better at both ends than Ben Sherrod. So if, if, if that's true, what Elliot said, and, and, and those guys are going to get a fetch a better deal that I'm really excited to see these trades because it's yeah, going to be a lot happen. of big pieces moving around. 
yeah they have yeah it's like it was like oh all these trades are gonna happen nothing and then a flurry of like five and then nothing again seems to be kind of trickling yeah, think, in with a bunch i think i think bill cito is going all in because he's a very good general manager and that's why i think Giro is going there because this deal doesn't look very good for Zito, Giro's trade. Um, the Vatrana trade doesn't look very good for him either. But uh, <laughs> if he wins the Stanley Cup, who yeah. cares? So I think he's going all in. And he's a very good general manager, so maybe he has a plan we don't know about. If you grab Giroud, though, where are you going to put him? I mean, I know he can play all over, but he usually is a left wing or a center. And at center, they're pretty full. At left yeah. wing, they're pretty full. At right wing, they're pretty full. Like they're using Reinhardt on line three. I guess he could fit in with Huberto, maybe, but then you got two past first guys. Force them to shoot. It's, it's I don't back know. team is crazy. Like they put him on line four with Thornton. First line, they would have like three first lines. <laughs> because I, I think Verhage is gonna play. Verhage and Duclair would play with Barco maybe, and then. Uh, Hubert Dow with uh, is playing with Bennett, right? Yeah. And who's the third guy there? There, it kind of gets that one moves around a lot. That one's usually Duclair because right now Marchment is on the top yeah. line, who's also oh over God. a point yeah, yeah. per game. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So they're gonna. I would put Chiro in the first line, and then put Marchment in the third one with Lund Dow. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a crazy, crazy team. But they're definitely they're, they're so fun to watch. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah I love yeah, watching yeah. their games where they just shoot, 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 shoot. It's like whoa. Yeah, home games and it's five nothing in the first period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they it's still manage to make it interesting. It still goes to like five because they're like they just forget to play defense a bit. It's like oh crap, yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like nine three. Yeah. Okay, so then the next couple, uh, Josh Manson went to Colorado for Drew Hellison in a 2023 second round pick. Um, I think that 2023 second is because Colorado doesn't have their 2022 second because that's the one they gave up for Devon Taves. Pretty win there. Um, Hellison's kind of rocketed up the prospect rankings, um, but like good luck playing on the Avalanche. So it was nice he went to Anaheim. What? easier of a roster to make. I think this is a much more balanced move on both sides. Um, it, it, it could end up looking a lot better um, for Anaheim because I think Hellison does have a pretty high ceiling. He's been playing well at the college level, but uh, I think Colorado is definitely comfortable given how much depth they have, not only in the NHL, but in their prospect pool at defense, they're comfortable giving up Hellison. Um, although uh, I can't say, is it Montour? No, wait, oh my God. Nope. Manson, sorry. <laughs> I'm mixing up. Did Montour also used to play for Anaheim? Yeah, I think so. I think he was okay. part of that big yeah. defense pool they used to have that they moved all the way, and now they just have Cam Fowler. Yeah, I can't keep up. But, um, yeah, he, he's kind of had a, a rough year. I know I saw he's taking a lot of penalties, but um, I, I still think that there's a, a player that they can work with. And if any team is going to, you know, take him from an NHL average level to, to his – peak it's going to be Colorado I think when you're joining a team that's that good and you're surrounded by good players and strong coaching I think you're they're going to get the best hockey out of them and I, I'm really interested to see this year's Stanley Cup uh, playoffs because 
Yeah. You have Calgary and Florida who are kind of in Toronto, who are teams that look incredible on paper, but they haven't really proven themselves yet. You have Colorado who, you know, you could say is a Stanley Cup favorite, but and as much crap as Toronto and Pittsburgh and Florida get for not making it far in the playoffs, this Colorado team hasn't made it past, you know, the Stanley. I don't think they've made it past the conference final yet. So, sorry, I made it to the conference final yet. Um, so, I don't know. It's, it's going to be an interesting race, and I'm just kind of interested to see which teams kind of continue their – like Florida and Calgary are both kind of getting a lot of guys to outperform, you know, what they, what they, where they have been in the past. So it's going to be interesting to see if, you know, teams like Tampa, who are like – have worse records but are more playoff proven if they step up or if this is the year that, you know, a team takes it, like the, a team that's actually good in the regular season shows up in the playoffs – Yep. Fairly rarely is that the case. That I think what's last time a president's trophy winner won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, they never really go far. So yeah, Boston's also catching up to Toronto. They might pass Toronto. It could have like the top four teams in the East are all in the same division. It's pretty funny. And oh everyone kind of forgets yeah. how like Tampa doesn't seem as strong as they did, but they're also still second in the Atlantic. So it's like, oh yeah. And then Toronto, try to get past the first round. Your first round matchup is Carolina or Florida or Tampa. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. That's nuts. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of this playoff format, but yeah. that's another episode. Yeah. <laughs> I think I like I like Detroit. Like like Kyle said, it's a bit more balanced. But uh, Manson didn't look very good analytically. I, I watched his uh, advanced analytics, and it, it wasn't that good. But I think he's a really good player, like for the third pairing. Yeah. He's a strong, strong guy. Uh, stay at home defender with a reliable first pass. I think, like, I don't, I don't know. I like eye test more than analytics, so I think those good trades. <clears throat> Yeah, well, also Colorado somehow making Jack Johnson look all right on their team. I don't know about the analytics That's, for that one, but yeah. like he's still on their roster. So Yeah, somehow. <laughs> it's one of the weird things when teams have these guys and there's like, they have, and they don't look bad, but maybe they are bad. I don't know. They have Jack and Eric too. What, yeah. what a defense pair. <laughs> yeah, the worst yeah. thing was them not did, being related. Who did to play with? Did he already play play for Colorado? I don't think I saw him play yet. I don't know if that's come yeah. up. He might have. I could. You're checking. Yeah, he played with. Yeah, he played with Jack Johnson. Oh my God! Well, Gerard's so out that, too. With that injury. could be when you go to playoff. That doesn't sound very good. No. <laughs> you, you know, they are gambling a lot because Gerard hasn't been good this year either. So there is a lot of question marks around their defense right now. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Although their goal, have, uh, uh, Kemper's Kemper. been playing well too. Yeah, France. Yeah, but they roster. have, like I said, Girard is injured. I don't know, but Bowen Byron said he might not come back this season. All the best for him. But uh, it, it could be Ryan Murray with uh, Charles Manson in the third pairing. You have and, Ryan Murray too. <laughs> Yeah, he actually yeah, hasn't yeah. gotten hurt that much this year, which is surprising for him. Yeah, and then when you when you have those those two in the third pairing, and then put Gerard with Eric Johnson, um, 
Teus wins my car. That's I would say that's a solid D car. Yeah. <laughs> also, one thing that could pop up for the playoffs that maybe you didn't highlight, Kyle, if Vegas gets back together, is a Colorado Vegas first round. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, if Vegas even makes the playoffs, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've lost their last five, haven't they? Five right in a row. Everything's yeah, going lost wrong. Seven, three. Jack, that's brutal. Put Chandler that's Stevenson like... back on the first line, man. Jack Eichel's <laughs> not worthy. Yeah, yeah. A- a- Eichel is not playing, so that's why they're a little thing. Forcing Pacioretty to keep playing, even though he's hurt. <laughs> no, I'm. Everybody is going crazy about Vegas losing because of Eichel, but. I uh, no, it's not because of that. Everybody thinks it is, but it's not because. Of that. Yeah, no, kidding. Eichel's good. They just every other person is hurt. Yeah, like Stone's out, Patrick yeah. out, Martinez. They keep saying he's hurt, but he keeps being at practice, and I'm really confused about that. That one seems like a cap outage. Yeah, yeah. they put him in if they need on. him, right? Like they're losing so much. If you think you're not going to make the playoffs, you'd obviously try to fix your cap ASAP if you're trying to be sneaky about it. But yeah, okay, so then yeah. a quick trade. Uh, Joss for Sturm, Tyson Joss for Sturm. I thought that's pretty good for the Avs if Joss can ever sort of move more towards his ceiling. He's been in the NHL for like five years now. Um, I feel he's a little rushed, but he's also pretty stagnant. And Sturm, to me, is pretty much forever just a 4C like he could play three C if you need, but he's always just a solid bottom line center. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering if maybe that's that's what they're looking for. Obviously, I think Joe does have a much higher ceiling, and there's been a lot of kind of commentary the past couple of days since the trade that you know about how he was using Colorado, and if he was used properly and given more power play time, he would have panned out. And um, and then some people were kind of saying like, no, I've watched him; he's just not the prospect you know that he was expected to be. So. Uh, I'm definitely interested to see how he fares in Minnesota. I think he'll get a good chance to to be in the top nine, top six. So uh, I definitely think this is more of a more of a gamble for Colorado. But I don't know. I, I think um, yeah, I agree. They're starting to look for those guys like like Tampa did when they were going for the Cup run. They're just looking for guys that can you know grind and, and play playoff hockey and go out there and cause problems while the the stars are on the bench. Yeah, I think I agree with you. But Wild is doing a good job because they they have many good players like Kaprizov and uh, Fiala was a good good trade. Fiala Granlund was the trade, if I remember right. Yeah, it worked out well, and uh, I think Just could Tyson Just could have a like Kyle said, he's got a pretty high ceiling. Still, I think he has, and it was just a really stacked. Avalanche team, he, he couldn't. It's the, it's the same thing with Lafreniere. Like, you're not going to be good if, if you play in the fourth line or mm-hmm. in the third line. So, I think this could be very good for Minnesota. Yeah, let's not forget Minnesota has, I think, 14 million of a dead cap for the next two years after this. So, they need all the cheap players yet that have skill. I don't know if they're yeah. going to actually keep Fiala. I think he's a UFA after this year. And I know the coach loves to scratch him early. So, just scratch him early? Yeah, and like uh, every season, he always seems to be in the hot seat to start with uh, the new coach. He's so good. <laughs> he's so good in the second half. Okay, but he's like, he can't, <laughs> he's not bad enough to scratch. Like I know. I think he has been, though. Oh, wow. He, he, 
he's going his projected for 75 points. Why would he scrap? It's always always in the first half. He gets scratched like once. Even Boudreaux did it when he was in Minnesota. Yeah, well, I don't oh, know. That, That's weird. Yeah, that deal also saved the Avs like uh, one point three million around there. So anything to help you get squeezed under the cap. And then yeah, last... yeah, those are those are good numbers to be honest. Like yeah. that's a that that's that's a lot of money when you have a team which is really close to, uh, yeah, you know, that's a good good amount of money. It's it's nothing for Arizona, but it's good for for us. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I think Avs are just trying to, like, they still have a lot of maybe a lot of cap space. I don't know. You look at cap and I think they're twentieth, but I think that's still like two million away from cap because every team's pretty high. But it'll definitely save them down the road. Yeah, but they're gonna use the um, LTIR thing <laughs> for the Landeskog. I don't know what it's called, but like uh, I think that's gonna happen with Landeskog. Same thing yeah. that happened with Kuchero. And oh, like right after the playoffs, Patio the already. Kane. Yeah. 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 I I think that's gonna happen with. Uh, Uh, sorry, I cut you off there. I, I ruined your train of thought. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah, I just remember, I think Chicago I don't and have, Patrick I Kane. don't have many thoughts going. Yeah, go on, go on. Go on. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's uh, what we told not to do. Like, we, we weren't, weren't supposed to speak at the same time. <laughs> My bad. Sorry. No, it's okay. Let's go forward. Yeah, and let's go right into the Flames who traded uh, Yarncroc for uh, 2022 second, 2023 third, and a 2024-7th. Um, Seattle finally made a trade to acquire some more than one draft pick um, for an expansion player. Um, yeah, he's the cousin of Elias Lindholm. Apparently, they're really good friends. Um, it helps the Flames because it stops them putting Brett Ritchie in the lineup. But... It's also a good move. There's not much to say to it. Aaron Kroc's a player. I think everyone knows he's like a utility player that goes everywhere. He doesn't really score points, but he goes everywhere. And yeah, Seattle's finally trying to do something, which is, I guess, uh, what, a year too late. So that's good. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking at his, he's projected for 37 points. So, you know, he, he does score and, uh, He's he's been hovering around 20, 30 for pretty much his whole career. So uh, I think it's it's definitely just a depth piece. But uh, at the same time, I don't like people are freaking out about the price and and then saying oh well, how much is someone like Arturi Lekkinen going to go for? But I don't know. I think if you're Calgary and you're going in a second fourth. What was a second, third, and a seventh, or second, fourth, and seventh? Second, third, and a seventh. It's really not that big of a price. I mean, no. Yeah, no, but it's still like three picks, so yeah, but it, it's good for I think it's good. For, this is a win win trade because this is good yeah. for Calgary, they are very strong going into playoffs. But uh, I also think it's good for Kraken because now they can continue to rebuild they have going on. Like from the from the day one, it was obvious that they just want, wanted to rebuild, start a rebuild, they didn't even try to get a team that could be good like Vegas did except for then they signed Grubauer so that really confused everyone yeah yeah 
Yeah, they're saying they Brubauer because they knew he'd be terrible and they could tank. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a lose lose move. I'm so like, it's been so good just to stay in Colorado for a million years. Just be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, but I, I don't know. They they really don't have top line players at all. Um, they have go Yanni Gord, I think, and Everly. Those guys are the closest. Oh, those, those are the top six. Yeah, yeah, but he's not a first first line center. <laughs> I think yeah, he's their number one but, uh, goal scorer, though. So, and they got Jane Schwartz. I always like Schwartz, yeah, but he's he's Schwartz. You know what he might is, be. To be honest, I've I kind of I kind of forgot that Shadow's in even in the league this, this year. <laughs> really, you don't just look at the bottom and go, "Oh yeah, how did you yeah. do that so bad?" When Vegas did it so good, <laughs> that's what I always notice. I think yeah, it's well, too I, early I, to say that, though. Meaning, like maybe yeah. maybe Seattle's got the right idea here with tanking from the start because <laughs> Vegas is this far, right? They have such a good team, but they have nothing to show for it. So you know, in two three years, okay, two three years yeah, they'll yeah, probably no, still no. be pretty yeah. good. But, but I don't know. I, I just think time will tell who's, which expansion yeah, yeah, team course. had the right strategy. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying it would be a bad strategy. It was just they kind of forfeited. I don't know how you said it. Gave up the first season. Like they didn't even try to win games this year, but I don't know if that might be a good strategy. If you just try to get a lot of young players, a lot of picks, like Yanni Gord could be their franchise player. <laughs> Sounds crazy, <laughs> but he could be like a, their one of one of their best, best players going forward. I don't know how much points does he have this season. Like I said, I haven't really seen the crack and play this year. But, um, I don't think their roster. I mean, obviously, so many players, probably every single player on that team. And when Vegas had the expansion draft, exceeded expectations. But um, like like Seattle, like Gord, McCann, Eberle, Schwartz, like, and if, if they got the same goaltending that Vegas was getting out of Flurry, out of Grubauer, like, we could be, I'm not saying they were going to make a Stanley Cup run, but like, I don't know. I, I, I think that if had they had the right coaching and gotten proper goaltending, they, they this could be a, at least a playoff team. But that doesn't look like the way things are going. Better expansion picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, right. I'm going, going to have to do. Did you think Vegas was going to be a playoff team, though? Well, probably not. I, I can't remember. It was too too many <laughs> did years you, ago. Did you think William Carlson was going to score forty <laughs> goals? <laughs> of course, I'm a scout. Uh, of course, I did. <laughs> In my defense, I wasn't into scouting then yet, so. Probably didn't know that. But if you were, you would have you known. Yeah, of course. He too is a genius for scouting. Everyone needs to remember that. <laughs> Actual, um, I'm not know, being sarcastic. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I don't know about that. I hope I hope I am, but time, time will see that. We'll Kyle that. and I think you are. We really do. Okay, that, that's good to hear. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Everyone should tweet you about how smart you are, too. That would be nice. Yeah, you don't have to. I don't really use but... <laughs> All right, so now we're going to get into our top 10. Not top five, guys. Uh, top 10, guys. <laughs> Some people listen. I guess the guy who sends it out. But anyway, um, so I, we'll go 10 to 1. Um, I'm just quickly going to jump in with my 11th because I did extra work. I'm just putting oh my... Oh, I just you're in eleventh. I had to stick Cole Caulfield on here somehow because I didn't put him in my top ten yet. Just because the first half, I thought the do harm 
Yeah. He did do harm to him, but I think it's do charm. But yeah, he kind of <laughs> ruined his whole chance to get yeah. a Calder and he's just such a bad coach. I don't understand any of it. Even when I watched Montreal in the playoffs, I was like, yeah. But anyway, so my number 10 uh, is Tanner's, you know, um, he just seems to be a player that can sort of turn a game with a hit fight or a big goal. And he kind of comes out of nowhere. You kind of forget. And then on Nashville, he's almost at 20 goals. So yeah. Who's next for their number 10? Oh my God, we are actually doing a number 10. Well, do you want to skip your number 10? Okay. Jamie Drysdale. Okay. Yeah. Like, so the, I'm not going to count the, the, so yeah, if I had to do a 10 and, but like these, I don't think these bottom guys are in really in the conversation, but Drysdale has had a very good rookie season and uh, yeah, like he, he hasn't been nearly as good enough. I don't think to be in this conversation, but like a very, very promising season and he's on a very nice development path. So that's probably who I'd put next. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I have the same guy. I don't think he's just been in the conversation, but as you, uh, forced me to put my top, top 10. <laughs> I, I put, I did put him number 10. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Cause 10 through five, we'll just, or 10 through six, we'll just rock it through. Um, so my number yeah. nine, uh, I made it Matt Boldy just cause he's only played 28 games. Like I know he has, I think 24 points in 28 games, but most prospects on this list have at least 50 games and Kyle is thinking I'm crazy, but that's okay. Oh, I just, didn't know he had that many. He's still scoring at that rate. Wow. Okay, I had him. I had him. I had Caulfield in my ten and Boldy as eleven. So I, oh, so you did have an eleven. Well, I just kind of wrote down a bunch of names. I didn't really. Okay, so Caulfield is your number nine. I'm guessing. Sure. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but now I'm thinking. I didn't know. I didn't know Boldy was. I thought he could just kind of had start hot start. Yeah, he did have a hot start. He's working out with Fiala pretty well. And their second line center, Goudreau. Oh, um, Frank Goudreau <laughs> is a second line center, and Pittsburgh gave him, let him go for nothing. Yeah, I think four teams put him on waivers besides oh before Minnesota. So, E2, who do you have for number nine? Uh, I'm pretty sure you you guys don't have this guy, but Son Dorothy, I think he's a solid Kings defender. He, he, he doesn't look bad. He, he's He's not so young anymore, but I think he's been, at least in the games I've seen, he's been looking good. Yeah, actually, I completely forgot about him. Yeah, he has looked good. He stepped up for LA. I, I would actually put Drysdale ahead of Dursey, number nine, and Dursey number 10, because Drysdale's um, a lot younger. And I think that should be in, in the, yeah, let's put, it that, let's put it that way. A younger player, say. Don't like any older players over there. Um, <laughs> number eight for me, I put uh, Jeremy Swayman in. Um, 29 games so far. He's kind of, uh, Boston seems to have more faith with him in net mark. He's got a 925 save percentage and 18 quality starts from Frozen Tools at Dauber Prospects. It's a great site. Or Dauber Hockey. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, who do you have for number eight? Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm switching mine around. Okay, so Drysdale, Caulfield, and then at eight, I will do Boldy. Okay. So I'm getting you out of Tanner's or not? Get him out of here. So you're doing this on the fly. Well, I'm. I'm now. Now <laughs> I'm. Now I'm. I want Boldy in at, at eleven. I'm, okay. I'm switching that up. But that's the only. 
change I made. My my one to seven is still the same. Okay. And the E2, who is your number eight? Uh, I have Caulfield, who could be in the discussion for top five. But like like you said, his season went very badly before the turn of the year. So number eight. Yeah, the, okay. I think if he keeps you know, producing at the, at the rate he is right now for the rest of the season, I think you put him in as that fifth, like, you know, what could have been had he played the full season the way he was playing. But, yeah, I, I, I think he's firmly out of the race by now. Yeah, he um, could yeah. jump up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Although, like, I, obviously you want to see Caulfield do well, but I, I was watching uh, uh, the game against where Caulfield scored the other team winner, and my, my Habs fans were booing. They're like, no, we want <laughs> Shane Wright. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, don't worry. Though. They seem to be losing again. So, yeah, no, no. I think they're like, we want Caulfield to score because he's our prospect. Uh, anyone that's on the trade board, we want him to score so we can trade him <laughs> at a high value. But anyone else, <laughs> yeah, please don't score. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. So then, my number seven, which I don't know if you guys will have him on your list, um, and I kind of just wanted to put him on there because I don't know why I keep watching this team's games, but. Uh, Karel Vejmelka in Arizona. I just think um, 35 games on a bad team, like he has a 905 percentage and I'm probably going to get Bruins fans mad at me for putting him ahead of Slayman, but they seem to get mad at me no matter what. Um, he just seems to always hold them in the game and then lets in like three goals because he's had like 50 shots against from like prime scoring areas. Um, he's 17 quality starts, so that's good. I don't know. I just think... Like, even though he's a little older, so sorry, E2 at 25, but um, he's just been impressive. Yeah. For, well, impressive on a bad team, but... You've been watching Arizona games? No, I don't know why. Just early on, I was just like, yeah. Just because he was down on his head, and I was like, holy. I don't think... I don't know when the last time I've watched an Arizona game. I like, did last week, actually. I think they're entertaining. They're scoring like 10... The games are like 10-5 <laughs> right now. And also, oh, Marcelli wow. is playing there, so yeah, I won't want to see how he's doing. Yeah, their their whole top line's actually been good. Schmaltz and Keller have put up like twenty points in like games. Nuts. I did and see Schmaltz, yeah, Schmaltz Nick Schmaltz. Seven, yeah, the other day. Yeah, he had like fifteen points at two games. No, that's impossible. It was like thirteen or twelve. Fifteen and five, I think. <laughs> yeah, but he had seven games, seven points, one game. I swear he had like four the next. And I was, yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, and Dylan Strom is. <laughs> well, he's actually not doing too bad on Chicago. I'm impressed. I always yeah, seven point games though. <laughs> no, <laughs> I always I always rag on him, but he's been doing a lot better. I just was never a home skating fan. It's just me. I'm, I'm giving him a hard time. I, I obviously want, I, I like to see him do well, Dylan Strong. Uh, and he, he still does have a lot to give, like or a lot of room to grow, but I, I'm, I'm liking the Schmaltz trade so far. Yeah. Or the Arizona uh, side of the trade. So this is, this is crazy about Nick Schmaltz very quickly. Last 10 games, he has 20 points and plus 17. Okay. <laughs> plus minus is not the, best started to look on but in Arizona 10 games 20 points and plus 17 is that even possible they give up like five games five goals every game if only they could find three more lines <laughs> yeah and maybe maybe some defense as well other than Chitron 
I'm Pickering. horrible with the name. That's 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 the. I I don't know how you how you spell it, but it's it's horrible. Yeah, I can never spell it right, but I know it's Chikrin, and it's like the one name that's complicated that I can get right. Like I, I don't understand this either. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's horrible. Like every other name, it's okay for a Finn, but Chik I don't, I don't know. I, I rather <laughs> I, I'm glad he wasn't drafted, so we don't have to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Okay, Kyle, you're number seven. Said you had uh, one to seven, solid. Yeah, my boy Jeremy swimming, because I, oh. I didn't know this Arizona guy was having a hot season. Uh, but I think swimming's been really solid, especially the last twenty or so games. Um, and like you said earlier, he's pushing Boston ahead of Toronto. Um, and you know, without Bergeron, I think they've needed him to step up to, because uh, yeah, like like we talked about, you don't want to be in that wild card spot. So. Uh, and I kind of thought it's been, I've been following the whole Tukaras situation. And I was kind of like, I, I, th- I really do think Tukaras has still got some good years. And I'm like, he's not old at all, but they haven't really missed him much with Swayman. So, well, and Allmark too. Swayman mm-hmm. um, managed to help sink all my Allmark p- picks in my hockey pool. So, just should be using different fingers, but I use my thumbs. <laughs> Uh, this is so, a PG podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, E2, who do you have at number seven? Anner Chernot. Yeah, I think he's... Uh, I'm, I don't... I, I can spoil it already. I don't have Bunting on my list. And oh. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to get a lot of uh, Leafs fans hating me. And <clears throat> that's not new, probably. But, like, I don't think he should be in the list. He's, like... 30 something years old, 20, <laughs> 26, I think, but still, I, I don't think he should be in the list. Like, there are, there are guys like Mercer, and he, how, how old is he? Like 20. Yep. Lando is 20 as well, I think, or 19. The one, one guy is 26. That, that he should, shouldn't be on the list. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with your mentions after that. We should. Clip that part out too. Hey Kyle, just throw it on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my number six is uh, Dawson Mercer. Um, I don't know. I, I probably could have overvalued him more as a Devils fan, but I just think he's been solid all year. Third out really hot, cooled down in the middle, and right now he's playing with Jack Hughes and Sharon Govich on line one slash two. So he seems to play center right wing, but with the lineups and Lindy Ruff, I don't, I never know what makes sense because he's not a very good coach. <laughs> anyway, Kyle, who do you have at number six? Dawson Mercer as well. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, you could extend the the list to six, but I think you're right that he's cooled off. So I, I think he's kind of like comfortably at six. Um, but Mercer's been a revelation. I, I mean, I don't think anyone had predicted him to. A lot of people. Were, I don't think a lot of people were predicting to make the NHL, let alone be this good. I mean, out of that class, only Stutzel, Lafreniere, Raymond have more points than him so far, and, and and Lundell, which is nuts. And he and he was the 18th pick, and he was also two picks after Montreal pick Caden Gooley, and I think he would have been perfect in Montreal, given that he's he's French or he played in the queue. So, yeah, I I don't know. I I, I like Mercer. I was saying to you the other day that I think. New Jersey could have the best center depth very soon um, with, with Hughes, Hischier, and Mercer. Um, and he's just been very, very, very good in, in all areas of the game this year. Like, he's a very smart player, and I think he's been a 200-foot player. Uh, and I think 
he's, he's going to be a very, very valuable piece. I, like, I think this is just an indication of what's going to come. I think he'll have an even bigger season next year. And then, I don't know. I think, I think we need to start reevaluating where his ceiling is. Yeah. Uh, also with Mercer, when they bumped him up to right wing, they've uh, put Jesper Boquist at three C. So it's kind of neat to see him finally get sort of put in the lineup on the Devils. Cause he's always, he's always been pretty good. They picked him in the second round a few years ago and he's always sort of been an underrated player, finally getting more of a chance now. How's uh, Yanni Kwokunen? Hurt. I don't mind him, actually. Yeah, Yeah. it it made no sense. This is, I'm going to get into some devils and rough not liking him. But like last year, Sharon Govich, Hughes, and Kwokunen was such a good line. This year, not put together once. I I don't understand it. It's like, yeah. Anyway, but he doesn't really score points. I like him. He's solid. It's a good bottom six winger. But no, he doesn't do much on the stat sheet. But yeah, anyway, so let's go. Get off the devil's talk and go to number six for me too. <laughs> yeah, I have Mercer as well. Okay, so back on the devil's talk. All right. Yeah, well, I, I don't have anything to add, yeah. actually. I think you got everything that I wanted to say anyway. So. Okay, so then we'll go into our top five. But we'll, we'll throw it in a different order. So uh, number five, we'll go to Kyle. Who's your number fifth? Uh, I have Anton Lundell. Um, you know, I think probably probably five to four, pretty interchangeable, depending on how you feel about bunting and if he's worthy on the list. Um, but but Lundell is an, another player where it's just like, I mean, a lot of people were expecting this this from Lundell and had him very very high. But based on where he went for him to be stepping into the league and doing this well, I mean, he's the game I, the last game Florida game I watched. He was on the ice for five on threes. Like he is an integral part of the, one of the best teams in the league at this young of an age. And honestly, I would say, despite how solid he's been defensively and in his own end, his offense has probably been his standout trait this year. I think um, he's definitely silencing any and all people that kind of started the, the rumor. Although I don't really know where it came from that Lindell doesn't have any offensive upside. Um, but yeah, actually, Itu, do you know about that? Like, why was that coming out in this draft year? Because it's just clearly not true. I have no idea. Because maybe it came from North American people who didn't like his production in Liga, but he 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 played in Liga like very young already and was playing good two-way game. I don't know where that came from, but he was obviously bullshit. Oh, sorry. I, I don't know if you have to like. <laughs> oh, you're allowed cut, a few cut it out, but <laughs> yeah. I bet you it was just one of those things where one guy didn't like his ups, offensive upsiders or commented on it, and then every time he scored a goal, people started tweeting out, "Oh, Anton Lundell, no offensive update." Oh yeah, oh yeah, and then it just became a whole thing because I'm. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the the anti he doesn't have upside um, Twitter that came out was almost as annoying as the he has no upside Twitter that also came out. It's yeah. like they were battling, but I don't understand that. I think that's a lot of like what ET said. People from North America, they just looked at the Liga sheet and was like two points in 20 games, no upside. Yeah. yeah. So then we're going to go from that and E2, you're going to tell us your number five. Matt Boldy. The end. 
Are you gonna elaborate? <laughs> I I I think he's he's been producing very well, and uh, I've I had no idea about him to be honest because I didn't really scout when he was draft eligible, but he's he's been looking good like uh, skilled winger, solid uh, creativity and good release, and he's he's projected to score. 44 points in 51 games. If he keeps uh, the same points per game, so that's pretty pretty great for the for the for a rookie. Yeah, I know uh, Scott Wheeler was a big fan of him. Kyle, did you bring that up in your guys's conversation? No, we, well, we were talking about the 2023 NHL draft, but I have seen that, and and Bull, uh, Wheeler has been one of the guys that stuck with him, and it's it's uh, he's looking smart now. I think Boldy brings a a really unique toolkit as a, he's a, such a big guy, right? But he's really good with his hands and tight and he's got a great shot and a good, good eye for a pass. So I think uh, he's going to produce a lot going forward. Definitely. Yeah. It know. was the first half of his college year. I think last year where he had like one point in like 30 games and just sort of seemed like nothing would go in. I think a lot of people were basing that. And then he rocketed up the second half. I think he was also dealing with an injury to start the year. So I think that's what made him look so not great. But yeah, so then my number five, I hope you guys don't hate me, but I put Lucas Raymond here. Um, for me, the top five is all over. I know, hey, maybe I'll get hate, but it's okay. Detroit fans still like me in the end. But I don't know. I just sort of feel like his play has dropped off a bit, but it could just be Detroit's goalies letting literally all the goals in now. Um. It just, to me, like, I feel like it's a lot of his, um, uh, like, just overtime. He, he always seems to score in overtime with Larkin, so they're great on five on three. He's great on the power play, but five on five, I've just been like, he's good, but then I don't notice him a ton, and maybe I'm just trying to not put him in there, and that could also just be my play and everything. Um, so, yeah, I completely... I could be underrating him, but I just like the four guys I put ahead of him more as a Calder candidate this year. And yeah, and yeah. Was, yeah, I'm not actually too upset about that take. I think that's very reasonable. I think um, I think there's a lot of hype around him because of how big of a step he took, and obviously the start of the season. Um, but I, th- I think most people are noticing that that Cider is the better candidate on that team. Um, so I have him higher, but I don't think that's that egregious. As long as you have him in the race, I think in like, like, like in the race, and not just these other guys that we mentioned. Well, the for top the six for it. me is a yeah. race. Yeah, yeah, me too. MV. Okay, so then we'll go back to E2. Who's your number? Wait, no, that was all number five. We're done that. Okay, E2, you can start with your number four then. Yeah, uh, I have Raymond number four. Um. I think he's having great season, and at the, at the beginning of the season, I I thought he could be like the number one candidate for Calder, but no, I, I think he's having a good season. But like you said, he he's not as good as he was when the season started. I think so. Yeah, number four, but like he he's even four four is low for him, but he's just there's three better. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's how I kind of feel. I'm like, well, yeah, I could also, I could almost interchange my two to five. But yeah. However, my number four is actually Anton Lindell. Um, so basically, just 
go see what Kyle said. There you go. No, <laughs> um, he hasn't played since March 7th. So, I mean, I'm kind of basing this on what I think he would also still do because he's been out there on their number one penalty kill with Barkov. It's just like they just throw them both out there. Um, he's basically helped their depth scoring a ton. He plays second power play. Second, anyone's out in the top six. He just seems to step up. So, I don't know. I just really like him. Yeah. I mean, he's a really easy player to like. Like, he's a, like there's not a lot of high risk, high reward with Anton Lindell. And there's not a lot of moments that he frustrates you or misses chances. He's just comes as advertised. And I think he's an easy guy to root for. Like I'm showing a lot of shoulder. I don't know why I keep getting the shoulders wrong. It's this mirrored thing. Uh, Kyle, who's your number four? Um, I have Michael Bunting. And as I look into the numbers, it's probably Bunting is the number two. <laughs> but, like, I do think you have to – I don't know. What is even is the criteria, right? But, like, I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm not as impressed. And I, I – okay, so I don't agree with the argument that, like, okay, if you put him on another line, like, he wouldn't be do, – he wouldn't be doing as well. But you can't – someone said the other day, like, he's an AHL player. I think it was actually an NHL – uh, coach or scout that said that off the record for somebody. And that's just not true because he was playing with um, Fisher and someone I've never heard of on Arizona last year and he <laughs> scored 10 goals. Right. Yeah. And, and he does create, like he is a perfect replacement for Zach Hyman. Um, it's not a like for like replacement, but he still does have that kind of really strong around the net, around the boards play. And if, if all, all you have to do when you're on an ice with Matthews and Marner is get them the puck, right. Like, get, like, and, and so, um, so he does have better numbers than, than Zegras and Raymond, who are my three and two, spoiler alert. Um, uh, I guess it was a huge spoiler. Um, but I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they gave it to him. You know, I think Sider's probably more impressive regardless of age, but I think it's pretty tight. And like if, if the NHL is really going to keep rolling with this, we don't care about age thing as long as they're before the cutoff, it's just purely about how impressive it was of the season it was, then – you know, I think Bunting and Sider are the, are the one and two. Yeah, all right. You just already gave away yours. Well, I'm not going to give away mine, but I'll tell you my number three right now. Uh, it's actually Trevor Zegras. I, there's not really much to say. He's awesome. The end, I have my number three. He's soon going to be Anaheim's 1C. I kind of wish he'd shoot a bit more, but he's finally shooting some more now. I, I don't really have anything to add on him. So um, let's go back to E2 for his number three. Yeah, I have Zegers as well. I mean, I'm, I haven't really watched a lot of Ducks games this season. Surprise. But um, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he just, I watched a game against Rangers the other day where he, had a nice move against uh, Snyder and then the between the legs. It's kind of crazy stuff. And that's amazing he, 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 that he can do that uh, more often and often. And But his his comprehensive game, I don't think it's, it's amazing yet. But um, yeah. And yeah, just, he's just an amazing player. Yeah. It's kind of hard to really say more. It's like you, you've yeah. seen it all. You know you, what he does. You've seen what he's done. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He can do that, but I don't think he's he's still – like he's a center, so he needs to play good defense if he wants to be the 
a franchise player, and that is something he needs to work on a lot. Yeah, I think I think he's been solid defensively for a rookie. Like I, I didn't expect him to be a, like a one C that's like you know gonna gonna be perfect in all areas of the ice. Obviously, there's gonna be kinks to work out in your rookie year, but I think he's definitely impressed me. Um, defensively and, and at least he's trying you know and he's not already with the amount of skill he has it would be easy for him to immediately kind of just settle into a offense only role but um, I think he's definitely trying and working hard and, and that's you know some guys don't try at all right like Leon Dreisaitl or, or, or Line A right but so so I do definitely still see him as a center I think with the seagrass it's just been literally since the moment he was drafted it's been straight up from here um the fact that he's able to bring this much skill and do it, perform it at the NHL level with a relative high success rate. Like there's guys that go out there and try the stuff he does and they don't, and they just look like idiots. Right. But Seagrass is, is bringing it. And he, he he's honestly, it's been cool to see him play with as much flair and skill as he does, because it's convincing guys that are been in the league longer than him who are capable of doing that stuff to start trying it. So I think he's been fantastic for the game as well as fantastic on the ice. Um, and I think he is absolutely a 1C all-star franchise 1C. And uh, I'm really excited to see Anaheim, how they turn out with, you know, Zgrass, Drysdale, and the lot. Um, I yeah. think he's he's probably um, he's probably more important to his team so far than Raymond. But I don't know. I still had Raymond ahead of him. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, you can go for your three and two. You can introduce yeah. us to two, but was Zegris your three? Sorry, yeah, Zegris was my three. Oh, okay. All right, then who's your number two? Yeah, Lucas Raymond. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, well, I was just going to say, and this is a this similar thing to um, Cider, where everyone was hyping him up. Um, he had a very good season in the SHL last year, but no one could have expected this season. Like, he already has... He has 42 points in 60 games. He had 28 points in 41 SHL games last year. Like for a player to come into the NHL and outdo the season he did last year in a worse league is just incredible to me. And I think. Oh, Raymond. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Keep going. Well, I, I was just saying the same thing. What happened with Sider, right? Where he had, a, he had a, was he not defenseman of the year last year? Um, so everyone was expecting to be good, but like, I don't know. It's just incredible to me that you I think they're playing with a lot of confidence and they're really riding the hype surrounding them, um, which is a really positive thing to see because it can kind of go the other way. Like we see with guys like Lafreniere, Kako, <laughs> uh, even Hughes in his first year too, um, kind of seem to let things get to him. Um, but this, this is the, going the totally opposite way. I think Detroit's kind of a place right now where they're, they're just happy to have some, some good hockey to watch. Right. So there's, there's not a lot of pressure for these kids. They're, they're in the NHL because the team really thinks it's the best place for them to develop. And so far Detroit and Yeiserman are looking like geniuses, I think with the picks they've made and the way they're developing these kids. Yeah. Usage helps a lot. Like yeah. Lafreniere, it's like, Hey, you can be in the NHL online four. And it's like, Oh, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. But Yeiserman, I think he's the best, general manager in the league like you have to remember that he kind of built that Tampa Bay lightning that's going on right now and uh, I think that's that's coming up for Detroit Red Wings and that's that makes me uh, happy because I want to see Detroit being that great franchise and well they had uh, enough they, years of that come on 
<laughs> well yeah i wasn't i didn't yeah i didn't really i wasn't really in into the into nhl back then so i don't care <laughs> care about <laughs> that and after i started watching nhl they just sucked all the time <laughs> <laughs> and i'm yeah i, I agree all right it's also worth noting that they like they had, they had one of the worst historical seasons and then they didn't even get the first they picked fourth like, <laughs> yeah. so they could be doing much better yeah like which is scary also i'm not going to say eiserman's the best gym in the league after he picked kosa over wallstead he, he can be <laughs> that number is two. true that is true but maybe Although, someone else in the organization i was going to say like <laughs> I would say like Joe Sackick, but then he added Jack Johnson. So like, <laughs> oh yeah, that was Joe Sackick didn't realize when he first started being GM that uh, the Avs were kind of riding Varlamov's Vesna season towards the playoffs and decided to load up, and that kind of crashed the Avs down for about three years. Yeah, so, <laughs> but yeah. So E two was that your number two guy, Raymond as well. Or did you already have him? No, no, it, it, I already had him at four. I have okay. Lund, Lund, Lundell at two. Oh, Finland bias, eh? Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, many of you probably don't know this, but I always have Finnish guys lower in our draft rankings than everybody else. But like, um, I just, I think Lundell number two because he he's produced more points than I was expecting him to and he's also been very good defensively he takes a lot of defensive zone face-offs most of Panthers I think and then he, he plays penalty kill as well and it's been just comprehensively he's been amazing and again a lot of people will have hate me for referring to plus minus but he has plus 30 this yeah. season, which is pretty crazy yeah, no, I agree. Um, for me, at my number two, I actually had Michael Bunting, so I had him ahead of you guys. Well, way ahead of E2. Yeah. <laughs> I figure the age limit of 35 is fine for someone like Bunting. But no, um, he just he's seamlessly fit in there. Um, I mean, like Kyle said, plays with Matthews and Marner, so how can you not produce? But he's at least seems more durable than Jack Hyman. Um, he's been fine. He plays around 15 minutes. So that's why his points are kind of more impressive to me. Um, he doesn't really play shorthanded. And he gets some power play time. So yeah, he has 26 games across two seasons before, but based on the Calder criteria, um, I'd put him there and it's not really his fault. But I remember there were people before being like, oh, Kaprasov's too old or Panarin are too old for this award because they played in the KHL. So it's just like, it's more opportunity. And if you can run with it, like, can he run a line on his own like those two? Like, likely no. But if you put him with superstars, he could be that complimentary player that just helps. I don't think Michael Bunting is really like the guy where this rule has gone too far. I think it's worse in the KHL when like, you have a star like Kaprizov who just didn't want to come over to the NHL, right? And obviously when he does come over to the NHL, he stepped in in his prime. So like that, I could see when you're annoyed when they when or with Panarin when he was winning it over McDavid. But like Michael Bunting is like, he's earned it, right? He's he, he, he's had a long road to the NHL and uh, 
I'm not mad. I do want the age limit lowered, but like this is not the case I would point to or the hell I would die on is that it's because of guys like Michael Bunting who grind their way to the NHL. And so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So I, it sounds like we all have the same number one and um, I believe ET is probably the bigger fan of this guy. So we'll let him take it away. Yeah. Well, cider is just amazing. And I think there's, he should be clear number one for everyone at this point. He's just okay. I, I watch him play the most from these rookies. Him and Lundell probably play, but Sider is just he's so good all around. He, he defends very well as well, and he can score points and he can do pretty much everything. He's physical, he's still a really good skater, and I, I, I can see him becoming an like he could be as good as Victor Hadman in the future, I think. And like he could really be. Um, the second best defender in the world, maybe even the best one. Like the best one for me is Kale McCarr, but like he, he's just amazing. And yes, he 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 does some mistakes. And like the last game against the Mountain, I, I I watched it, and uh, there there was a play where Hyman got past him pretty easily and scored a goal. Okay, he that that stuff happens for him sometimes, and and then. Later in the game, he just casually poke-checked the puck away from Connor McDavid. And <laughs> those kind of plays are amazing. And he, he constantly plays, plays very well. And uh, he has, like, I don't know about his minutes, but probably, like, 30. Well, not maybe. Not Chabot minutes, but he's way up there. Yeah, yeah. So, so he just, I I remember watching him. I, I didn't really scout when he was draft eligible, but I did watch him play a little bit because I was really interested about scouting already. And already uh, during that time, he was pretty high in the list for me. And I, I, I can remember him being a pretty high-rated player in some public scouting rankings. But um, he just... He's, he's, I don't know, just a great player. I don't know, I don't even know what to say him. I could talk about him for, for an hour. <laughs> I think, um, I think it's a great story. I think, so yeah, Cider's my first, uh, first pick. If, if I mentioned that, it's not Timothy Lilgren. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I, I just mean like since the moment he, he was picked, right? He was picked at six. Everyone was like, oh my God, who, or who is this guy? Or what a reach, but from the moment on he's just proven everyone wrong right and i think even this year like i was saying about raymond where he had a great like incredible legendary season and in terms of like records right in the shl last year but for him him to come up and look even better in the nhl is just incredible to me and also when he was drafted he was drafted on okay he's got big he's got a lot of size he's a very good skater and he's very good at shutting down defense or offense on the transition right but in the nhl um similar to lindell it's been his offense that has stood out i think someone highlighted that he had a shot assist the other day where he walked in on the rush and because the defender was defending the pass he shot it off the goaltender's pad right on the other guy's tape right like which is such an intelligent thing to see in a rookie defender especially one that has that wasn't touted for his offense and um I mean, he's on pace for, what, 55, 60 points. So he's another guy where I think 
like you just said, he could be as good as Victor Hedman, and, and people are saying that. Um, and I just think we really, yeah, we really need to look into what how good this guy could be because I think um, everyone that he's everyone's been looking at him for a while, right? But I, I think we need to all look at him like we did in 2019, as if he's a new player, right? Because with him and Raymond, because they're just having seasons so much better than their past two years of development in other leagues, where it's like we need to completely reevaluate. If these these guys could be two of the best players in the league for all we know if they if they continue to improve at the rate they've been improving yeah, he's actually 11th in defenseman points for the nhl right now which i it's didn't been a strong year for defenders yeah. <laughs> it has i looked it up i can't actually believe yossi's leading everyone again but that was yeah like, whoa yeah i was pretty surprised about that one as well like that he has yossi has more points than Makar. <laughs> yeah but headman's also right up there again like he's yeah you know he's not having another like okay season where he just steps up in the playoffs like he's been crazy yeah um so yeah i guess cider too it also helps uh he basically took all the power play time away from philip heronic who was the power play quarterback there and now he occasionally gets scratched i don't know what happens with defensemen in detroit after one good year, so hopefully it doesn't happen to Cedar. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to add. He plays in every situation, and we all have him as number one. Yeah, I think um, w- when I say that it's a race from one to six, I mean that I think, you know, if Raymond and Mercer start to find the form, form can you say form in, in hockey? If they start to find the way they're playing at the start of the year now, they could push, push past Cider, but I think he's pretty much comfortably in first, and the, with the way everyone's playing, if that's how the season finishes, he'll win it. Yeah, the only thing for me that could knock him out of number one is if he gets hurt for the rest of the year. So, yeah. Although we, I don't know, we can't rule out what if Cole Caulfield doubles his production <laughs> and he's just yeah, he is Marty in Montreal, Saint-Louis. hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I guess that is all. Hey, nothing else, Dad. No. Well, so that's all. Uh, go to dollarprospects.com to see a lot of our hard work. Um, follow us all on Twitter. I already said mine above, but above, I mean before. Um, it's FHP Quinn at FHP Quinn. Um, Kyle's is at Kyle underscore NW. Probably see them posted in here. And E2, yours is if he's paying attention. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm still going to know the last name, first name. I oh. think so. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, he is actually working very hard. Twitter more. <laughs> I'm on Twitter a lot, but I didn't really watch my own profile. <laughs> <laughs> I just read stuff there. Yeah, E2 is uh, actually smashing through the uh, rankings right now. I'm all ready to be released. No, no, actually, we don't. I'm, I'm, yeah, we're gonna have a call in in a couple of weeks with all the scouts and then we're gonna um publish our i don't know what rankings but like march april rankings yeah second to last ones okay i'm really excited because yeah i'm just it's gonna change a lot i think you're excited to get to 2023 and pass 2022 scouting hey <laughs> that as well yeah <laughs> yeah okay um yeah so finish up um 
if any of these companies on YouTube want to sponsor us, hey, that would be good. Like maybe um, one that has a certain letter letter with some fuel would like to send us some drinks and we'll sponsor you. Um, maybe the one that is um, mailscaping to sponsor, that seems to sponsor a lot of Oh, YouTube. yeah, that's a huge one. <laughs> um, maybe a shark one or a VPN one. Like, if anyone wants to, you know, sponsor us, go ahead and send us some an email. I believe the email is, I actually don't remember it and I should have written it down, but I didn't, but I'll post it. Or maybe Kyle. You want me to say our email? No, not ours. No, the, the DraftCast one. Oh yeah, it's just, just DraftCast at DauberSports.com, isn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think so. I just yeah. thought it might've been like, I always write Dauber Prospects or DauberSports.com and I always get that wrong. Um, anyway, or if Mangrate would like to make a comeback, we would love to sell some Mangrate promoting you. You guys would love to see some Mangrates. Wow, that would be the dream. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening and see everyone in a week or so. Maybe by the next trading thing. Who knows?